What's up, everybody? You are now listening to the Bitcoin Source. More than ever, people are adopting Bitcoin and learning about money and sovereignty in the process, including myself. On this session, I sit down and talk with the Bitcoin vegan off of his two or three month social media hiatus. Um, we really get into prison reform. We're getting into entrepreneurship and how you can use being an entrepreneur to require Bitcoin. We really get into the weeds of um, what is value and how do you represent value in the Bitcoin ecosystem by being off of social media sometimes and really hitting boots on the ground and getting into the communities and getting into the places and spaces where people may not have access to Bitcoin or may not know what Bitcoin is. And you kind of being an evangelist for Bitcoin, doing the grassroots movement of not using social media, not using the Internet to um, build your audience and to build a collective. Bitcoin Vegan, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Um, give the audience a little introduction. What's going on, man? What's going on, Bitcoin Source? The Bitcoin Source, my bad. It's I, Justin Redrick, um, known as Bitcoin Vegan in the in the Bitcoin and crypto world. Um, I'm also a performance uh, performance development coach, author, and a dad. Um, Today. I guess everything else we're going to have to get into. Um, if you, I don't know where you're in the world listening to this, but uh, do me a favor. If you like what you hear today and uh, something I say might interest you, reach out to me, Justin, at BitcoinVegan.com. Um, I have you know products as far as Bitcoin education and personal development uh, courses as well. So just send out anything you need to Justin at BitcoinVegan.com. Yes, sir. You know, you see, that's that orca mentality, man. That boy's on his hustle. He's going to make sure he put his plugs out there first. Um, to kick things off, I usually ask people, you know, like, where did they source their Bitcoin knowledge from? Like, what books, courses, conferences may have inspired you to become orange-pilled um, throughout your journey? So could you give people a breakdown of, like, some of the books or um, things that you use to gain more Bitcoin knowledge? Uh, well, when I first learned about Bitcoin in 2016... I'm not going to say there weren't any books, but I didn't, um, I didn't read any of them. I don't even, I, don't, I can't even say when I read my first Bitcoin book, actually, I might not have read my first Bitcoin book until Bitcoin in Black America, to be uh, quite honest with you. I got a lot of my Bitcoin knowledge, either learning from the author of Bitcoin in Black America, Isaiah Jackson, or uh, a lot of my knowledge came from D. Miller L., of MDK podcast, we uh, I used to study Bitcoin every day. Um, I used to watch different YouTube videos, and this is when YouTube. This was before all of the other coins were there. Like we might have just had a few altcoins, but you didn't have all of this fluff and everything. So those are probably what they consider the golden age, golden days of Bitcoin. But I got all of my knowledge really from um, Isaiah Jackson or D. Miller L. And just by experience, you know, getting lumps and bruises but a lot of a lot of my learning had to come from other people so um you know that's still the same now whether it's a knowledge course and people think oh well i'm doing a course i'm doing it all by myself like nah you're actually learning off of someone else's knowledge and you know it's, it's nothing bad but you don't do nothing on your own 100 percent. and you know what's interesting about that is like for the audience they may not know but vegan kind of 
introduced me to the whole BBB space. He kind of like grandfathered me into this, this ecosystem. And like for me being an avid reader, I really looked into a lot of the books that related to me culturally and just from my community. So like, like Vegan said, uh, Bitcoin in Black America was a big inspiration for me, but also Vegan's debut book, From Bars to Bitcoin, was very instrumental in not only learning about Bitcoin, but learning about some of the plights and social conditions that we deal with as African-Americans in this country dealing with mass incarceration in the prison system, which leads me to like my next question. So the audience obviously knows about your book, From Bars to Bitcoin. People need to go out, grab that. You can get it from uh, Vegan's website or you can get it on Amazon. But the question that I want to pose to you is, um, in the book, you talk about incarcerations and challenges that you overcame. How has that inspired you to push for prison reform? Um, it's inspired me to create my own project called the From Bars to Bitcoin Project. And the focus is heavy on, of course, you know, Bitcoin learning, nodes, mining, uh, coding, any type of knowledge on the tech side, but also personal development, personal personal and professional development type of things um, that allow guys, guys and women who come home from prison to actually have a chance in the real society that's coming up, you know, not having to go into industries. You can, you have folks coming home from pr prison going into industries that are about to be disrupted. So it's going to continually place people in a bad cycle. Um, so that's the way I've seen prison reform can be changed through what I've learned uh, throughout these years is to uh, prime an individual for the future that's coming and not for a life that's about to be out the door. Yeah, word. And, you know, you talk about like stamps on the prison yard. You talk about kind of using Bitcoin as a conduit to really um, have people that are facing incarceration to have a different mindset. And when they come home as returned citizens, they kind of have some financial literacy. So I really respect you, bro, for, you know, doing the things that you do. And that book is very instrumental to the Bitcoin ecosystem. A lot of people, um, may not know about it. A lot of people may know about it, but um, for the for the people out there that do like to read and do want to learn more about Bitcoin, go and grab From Bars to Bitcoin by the Bitcoin Vegan. That that That's that's required reading in my book. Thank you know, so... You know I want to say this. So, go ahead, my bad. I want to say that, like, you know, and big on financial literacy, um, but I don't want people... That's another thing. Like, I don't want people to come in here and think, oh, you just came to Bitcoin, now you got financial literacy, or you got, like... It's a lot of it's a lot of stuff that's being um, sold around, like just being, just having here, just being here is it. Like it's a lot of different cultural things you gotta overcome. You gotta understand you coming into a space that could be that's predominantly ran by white men, with people who already have like tons of different levels of money, um, different levels of thought, and the idea of hodling Bitcoin is very is very legit, but. If you don't have certain certain skills in place, even that Bitcoin you hodling will disappear in a bear market. You know, so it's a lot of different. Um, it's a lot of different skills, a lot of different education that has to take place. So you can be able to make a life, live a life and hodl while all this is going on. So you don't have to use that Bitcoin. You don't have to sell that Bitcoin because people push all the cap all they want. But y'all selling Bitcoin, no matter if it's through. Buying something doesn't matter if it's actually selling it for USD or what was very what was made very famous last year, collateralized loans. If it ain't in your possession, it's gone. So uh, it sounds good to say, but you have to, I believe, with the program, 
the program will also help ensure further hodling through financial, uh, even traditional financial literacy. You know, those those principles that were laid out before, they don't go away, you know, but you just can't talk it and expect someone to get it. You actually got to take them through a journey of how that looks. And so that's that's one of the gist of the program. Word. And, you know, no keys, no cheese, like my boy Bitcoin Zay says. And, you know, you talking about the bear market kind of leads me to my next question, which is, you know, when you're a return citizen or you're coming home with a felony, you know, if you don't have an opportunity to get gainful employment, it can always feel like a bear market for you. So can you tell the audience about um, Vegan on the Go and how you use that business to acquire Bitcoin and also change your dietary choices? Well, I tried to have him give me some Bitcoin. Uh, it was a it was a play, you know, but it was all about the energy. At the end of the day, it's all about the energy. It was all about taking advantage. It was to me, it was about swift movement to an opportunity. It was about basically getting myself out there in something that's brand new and just pushing. Let like just let people know this is it. This is you. And the thing with uh, being going from transition to vegan, it's all a transition. You're transitioning from you're transitioning from just normal thought of life, like coming into Bitcoin. What you thought was money is gone. You know that thought of money. You you start seeing that wow, money is nothing more of an idea, or or you've been socially conditioned to live a certain way, and through when up through my diet changes, it was very evident. Like damn. Once you step outside the box, you just want to step outside the box on a lot of stuff. And Bitcoin has that way of doing that. And luckily, um, me transitioning to a vegan diet first really helped me come into Bitcoin. It really helped me transition into the Bitcoin thought, the Bitcoin mentality. Because it was a freeing moment. You get off a certain diet, you get off a certain money, um, you, you end up making your own food. Hell, you can mine your own Bitcoin. It was just a lot of similarities that I saw that that I was like, you know, this thing here can be something because it was polarizing. It was very polarizing. And transitions to a vegan diet is polarizing within itself. And you still got to learn how to deal with people. You got to deal with their their idiocracy. Of, oh, well, you don't eat me. Oh, well, you know, Bitcoin is going like it's, it's, it was, it was just so much, it was just so much similar stuff that I was like, wow, I think Bitcoin, the name Bitcoin vegan would work <laughs> because it is, it's, it's the difference. You know, it's the difference. You're outside of norm. Facts. And you know, just even for our community, like the African-American community, like diet is important. And like, we have food deserts. We have people that are eating, fast food and large amounts. And it's like, even for me, like I've changed my dietary habits a lot throughout the years. I mean, I'm pretty much pescatarian, but mm -hmm. I don't eat that much fish. You know what I'm saying? I'll eat maybe fish like once or twice a week, but besides that, it's all vegan dishes. So, you know, I think that a lot of people can benefit from going vegan, getting alkaline. I think it allows you to be sharper, mentally sharp. You think faster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's qualms about uh, diet, like you have the carnivore movement in the Bitcoin space. And I just think that it's subjective, right? It's up to you what you want to do with your body. But I just found your story interesting because you don't see a lot of black men talking about veganism and in Bitcoin, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I think that like you're a unique individual because you're bringing not only diet to the space, but you're bringing um, a fringe topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about. 
We bring into the space, man, basically what the space is open to do. Decentralization and freedom. Um, on top of that, first first, first move, first move is advantage. So, you know, when it comes to the food, for years I would say, you need to be vegan. But, you know, we to the point now, I'm like, man, I hope you find what works for you because we, we cannot... We cannot sit here and have this argument all day of what you're going to need and what I'm not going to need. But the, the the reality behind just talking about it in Bitcoin and talking about it being vegan is because it sets the tone for a future. You know, what was crazy was I did a tweet one time, like, where are all my vegans in Bitcoin? You just, it went kind of mini viral. And people were like, wow, I never really thought about, you know, this, that, and the third. And I won't be surprised in the next, you know, few years, this thing starts really becoming more of a thing. But when I, what was interesting, when I first heard Bitcoin vegan, I, I mean, I didn't even hear about it. I made it up. The first time I even, I put it on Google and zero searches came up. I was like, oh, wow, we're here. We found something, you know. So that's how the community got started. That's how I created the community. I saw it as pure decentralization. Freedom of doing what you want, too. Like, you can still go back. You know, you can go back to whatever the hell you want to do. And nobody going to like, there's no one here to say you can or can't do it. But if you want to get off of that traditional way of doing things, you're going to have to take that chance. And I just saw it with Bitcoin and veganism. No one was talking about it. Bitcoin was still like seven years old. So there was a lot of massive room to just carve out your own niche and just make it a way of being. I noticed that you mentioned talking about going semi-viral on Twitter and, you know, Bitcoin, the Bitcoin ecosystem sometimes can be really taxing. So why is it important for Bitcoiners to take a step back and study instead of evangelizing for Bitcoin 24-7, like on social media, for example? I mean, because really, like, Bitcoin don't need Twitter. You don't need Twitter. You don't need social media. Like, you don't have to stay on the loop on the price all day. You don't have to be in the bull market, the bear market. You don't have to hear what, you know, the talking head. Who, like, really, it does not matter. The most important thing that happened was Toshi Press Go. And when you start really, you know, if you don't ever even take time to yourself, you start thinking, like, like, here's a scenario. If you really look at it, it's such a concentrated area. Nobody still knows nothing about Bitcoin. So you're cutting just like, what is the point in talking to the whole, let's just say, 100,000, hundreds of thousands of some odd people who know something about Bitcoin? What is the point? Like, there's no real, there's no real glory again to talking to Circle Jerk all day. You have 7.9 billion some odd people who still don't know nothing about Bitcoin. And we sit here and say, like, oh, there's a bear market or there's a bull market. I'm starting to think that it doesn't have to be one. I don't think it has to be one. Because you have too many people, you have the wrong, you have the wrong folks talking about it that can have it manipulated and go around in a way. But I don't think there has to be a bear market. Like it could possibly be stable. If you had more of that 7.9 billion people to understand what this is, like, if everybody in the world really bought Bitcoin, number one, 
there won't be enough Bitcoin for everybody to buy. But number two, you would then have your level of Bitcoin as a unit of account or whatever that other book was called. <laughs> but what I'm saying here, you'll have more of a Bitcoin standard a bit, man. But it doesn't, it doesn't like, there's no, I don't, I, as Justin Reggie, I don't see the point of being on Twitter all day. I mean, granted, that's not really where all the business is. If you can't get outside the people that follow you or outside the circles of Bitcoin, the interviews and Bitcoin, like, bruh, we're still talking to the same 200,000 200, to a million people. Those are the same people you just keep talking to. Maybe 20 million people. But these are the same people we just keep talking to over and over. Oh, I heard you on Sailor. Oh, I heard you on Marty Ben. Oh, I heard you on Pac. Oh, I heard you on... I'm like, y'all probably just all keep these on syndication. Like, they're really... It gets to a point, like, you know, um, let's go see if we can really go orange peel the world, the world in a more of an outbound approach than thinking this is so inbound. You know, like, oh, they're just going to come here. No, they're not. They're not. There was a survey done. Um, the state of Gemini crypto report said that 42% of people would feel comfortable buying more cryptocurrency if there was education. And that was in America. And that was 36% higher than being on like podcast shows. And I have, and I have a podcast show I'm going to put out. But the reality is people do not care how you think they should take it. And in Bitcoin, we worry too much thinking about, oh, well, you know, we said it like this. They should get it. They should get it, man. No, like none of them folks really have conversation skills to really go outside the other people, even the best of people you think. So you got to go learn different skills. You still have an industry here. You have a civilization here, but you still have like this other world. Like look in the traditional tech world. Those folks don't be caring nothing about Bitcoin. Not a bit of a damn. And, and probably sitting pretty than most folks in Bitcoin. So what does that tell you? You know, what does that tell you about people? And I'll tell you, it don't mean they're stupid. It means you stupid for not knowing how to go get them. This is a fishing game. This is a bear market. Like, ain't nobody coming over here doing no bear market. Ain't nobody Googling Bitcoin like that doing it. But like, the data proves it. The data, all that proves it. Nobody does all that. Why? But here's the thing. Well, why come a lot of people don't know about nothing about Bitcoin? Well, the people here don't know how to go communicate. You don't have that skill. Why? How do I know you don't? It shows in the numbers. It shows in the data. The data is still the same. It moves marginally, yeah, but it moves marginally because just of human human evolution. But this don't have to be just off based off just evolution. Like this can be based off of like prophesizing, going around, telling. Here's another thing. Like I'm ready to. I could challenge anything in the space. Even just even the thought of hodling. Like, yeah, hodling is good, but if you hodling all your Bitcoin, what would be the point of having it? Like, what would be the point? What's the point? It's still, it's still, it still pushes the same greed as before. So, like, I mean, all the shit sounds good when everybody agrees with it, but take it outside your circle and then see what's up. See if you can actually go orange peel a random group of people who hated Bitcoin. Like, it's a whole, like, there's 7.9 billion people who don't know shit. There's enough people for you to go go test some things out on. That's what it is. Get off the computer, get into the streets. That's how I came into Bitcoin.
I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because, you know, there's there's so many echo chambers in the space, even like for me. Right. Like I come from Bitcoin from a writing background. So I do a lot of the articles. I do a lot of the blogs. I just started doing the podcast stuff and I did it because I was tired of seeing the same people, the same stories, the same Bitcoin journey. <clears throat> and, you know, it's interesting that now when you say get off the computer and hit the streets, you know, when I see like a Naja Roberts doing a tour, a 50 state, you know, countrywide tour, or I see you getting out there and doing prison reform or doing, um, you know, business consulting for Bitcoin. Like those are the things that people are going to gravitate to that are not tech savvy, don't have Internet access, all of these things. And I think that what you said right there was super, super important for people to hear, because for me, this podcast is secondary, right? It's like this helps me to become a better writer in Bitcoin. So when I want to make a piece on Bitcoin vegan, instead of me sitting down and having a meeting with you, I can reference back to this this podcast episode and say, dang, these are some of the points that he's talking about, stressing about. And we can kind of build on top of that and make an article or make people be more educated about Bitcoin, because I think that when they hear the billionaire or they hear the typical white male that's in the tech scene talking about Bitcoin, they automatically feel like it's a play. But what they need to understand is that this is the people's money and this is money for the disenfranchised. And this is money for people coming from um, underserved communities that were left out of this economic tech boom. So when you say the tech world doesn't really care about Bitcoin, I agree with that, too, because there's so much money in coding. There's so much money in databases that they don't really feel the need to look at Bitcoin right now because it's like a sleeping giant. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for the people that know and are in the know. They understand what Bitcoin is and how valuable this bear market is when the prices are low. And the people that are worrying about price right now, they do not understand Bitcoin. So thank you, bro, for bringing that down, breaking that down, because that's super important. A lot of people think that you can just jump on a podcast, meet a couple people, shake a couple hands, and you're just a de facto Bitcoin guru. You know what I mean? And that, that's not the case. The industry be making it seem like like we had a billionaire tell y'all to collateralize loan and shit. And it don't survive the bear. Listen. If it don't survive, I'm going to start saying this in business consultations. If it don't survive the bear market, get rid of it. For real. If it don't survive the bear market, get rid of it. Gemini cut like 10, 10 to 20% of their employees. If it, don't fit, if it don't fit the bear market, then the model don't fit Bitcoin. You feel yeah. me? Like It's kind of like if you eat the wrong food and it get thrown up. If it don't survive the bear market, there's no point in keeping it. Because the bear market is going to last longer. Then the bull market, the bear market going to hit harder. You know how fast the summer went by in 2021? This summer going by slow as hell. Because you got to sit with that price at 18, 19. And if you got a business, you're like, damn, where did all the customers go? Well, shit, it was a fad to them. You didn't sell them on why they needed it. You didn't listen to them. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, and you know, the things that Miss Naja does, like she was just here in Charlotte, and it's it's when you have when you have you know stuff like that, it gets realer because folks are like, well, damn, you came from behind the screen, you know what I mean? You came from like really between Naja, Zay, some of me because I didn't have a, a tour like they did cross country like that. There's only a few people willing to get from the front behind the damn computer and get out there to folks. And um, when you take it to like, when you think about it, like, like when you had mentioned the, um, even within Bitcoin, right? Everybody wants to try to redevelop the talent, but like 
that's not going to breed no, no innovation within the innovation. So with one of the things we're going to do with the big, the from bars, the Bitcoin program is someone is going to teach these folks how to really code this shit. Yeah. Are you going to have a, like, cause here's the thing. You don't need no experience to become a Bitcoin developer. Yeah. You need it. My fault. You don't need no degree. There is no one in the way. People overestimate what could be done in one year and highly underestimate what could be done in 10. So if you create the correct environment for somebody to learn, to then also take in this information, you can have a more Bro. robust industry, a more robust community. But if the, same, if the same funds go to the same type of folks over and over again, you're going to have the same staleness. Like there's nothing stopping somebody from learning this shit. And that's the thing. Like even we were doing from bars to Bitcoin and BBB, we had brothers come in there somewhere in prison. Some were just out a year, two years, talking shit like hodling, talking about this, talking about that. And from what I've known for myself, those are prime people. Like the, the whole country is looking for folks to go to work. Well, I'm not going to go to work. My values work too high. Well, that ain't what the hell the market going to say. But shit, you know what we can do? We can go hire some folks and went through this from Boston Bitcoin training program that's going to hop right in here. Not saying they're going to get paid little bread. We're not going to do that, but you're going to see something totally different. Like, cause there are people waiting to take your spot. There are people waiting. Let's test out to see if folks can or can't do it. You know, let's test out to see how, like, if you gave, if you were to, I hate the word donate, but if you have become like, you know, sponsor partnership with this type of program, you'll be able to see what the world can really do. What Bitcoin can really do to continuously to go in the same circles to give, let's just say MIT or, some other people who are already in tech, what are you going to get different? You don't open up the talent pool by giving the same money to the same type of folks or, or working with the same type of people. They started with a blank brain, just like everybody else. They cultivated, they grew, they cultivated this. Now some people will spawn out of this. You had a, you might have a LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or, or Floyd Mayweather come every once in a while. True indeed. But, the whole thing is about raising the bar. And so um, you got to get, it has to be different opportunities. You know, there has to be different ways of, of this community going because you only have, if you have like, like I say, so on average, I did a, I remember I was doing something. It's so like, they're like 80 million active wallets. People have like 80 million active Bitcoin wallets. The average person, I mean, the average person might have three. A Bitcoiner could have about six plus. The node, the miner, the hard wallet, a few hot wallets. So we really, in actuality, dealing with like 20 million people. Of those 20 million, maybe only a million really know anything about this or less. And you're still picking from these small amounts of people. But you want innovation. You want something new. You want world builders. Well, they've already left. Those type of people have already left their fingerprints on here. So there won't be too much new. There could be if they want to take themselves there. But you can't, again, so taking yourself offline, taking yourself off Bitcoin, you still get to learn things about the real world. 
outside of Bitcoin. You get to learn about things about yourself. How do I become a better person to even get more Bitcoin? What skills do I need to go learn to do this? Because this industry is still a blank space. Companies don't care about how good you are on social media. I had a woman tell me this. I'm tired of seeing people who are only good at Twitter. What happens when social media becomes dead and you don't have no talent? But tweeting. But talking shit. You can't go up inside. You can't go to some, no one's corporation and try to go do business because you're too good at tweeting. you too much on YouTube and shit. And this ain't knocking nobody who is, but there's a clear difference. Once you really start going out there like that, once you really start putting yourself out there, the people who basically run these companies don't give a damn about how good you're on social. What can you do? What have you really done? Where can we see you've done this before? What type of metrics have you hit for somebody? What have you changed? Not just about what you talked about you did. Not about how shit, how, how good it looked. What have you truly done? Where can we see this? We're not saying you haven't done it. And because people ask for like, just because people ask for your proof, it's nothing bad. Like, it's kind of like, okay, what you're saying sounds good, but I'm not here. I'm not here to believe anything. I, everything I hear. So you got to go develop right. skills. And if all you good at is social media, that's cool. But that's the only type of money you're going to get. Or that's the only type of respect you're going to get. Or that's the only type of service you're going to be able to provide. But the world has real problems. Bigger than what the hell takes place on Twitter all day. And when you combine those problems with this type of tech, well, you can really start trying to change the world. But beyond all that shit, it's just going to be the same old tweets, the same old conferences, the same old shucking the damn driving. And it's like, man, don't none of this really matter. And you, you know what's funny is like it's about being adroit. And it's like a lot of times you have, I you know, like I think it was something that Big Mar said. It's like you can, the people that are complaining right now, they still have a lot of the fiat mentality. They still have, they just don't understand this protocol yet. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for all the people that wanted to know where Vegan was on his hiatus, when you didn't see him on Twitter for three or four months, he, he explained it really clear, his mental process behind that, why that is important. And also you know, how you can have value outside of social media. You can have value outside of Twitter. So Even if they don't know the protocol, I mean, I, I think I was there when Lamar said that. That's still on us, though, as ex experts. If you're an expert, yeah. right, if you're the expert, you don't need to place responsibility on people who are not experts. It's like if you're a leader, oh, well, y'all didn't do that well. Well, did you teach them correctly? Because if you didn't, that falls on a leader. You can't be an expert trying to talk to people as if they're in your organization. If, if you're going to be an expert, talk to them like you know that you're an expert. Break that shit down and they can hear it. That falls on Bitcoiners. Yeah, we can say, well, you know, they didn't, they don't understand it. Bro, a child don't understand life until you teach it to them. And they still don't understand this thing. You can't blame the right. student. And you know, and, and you know what, vegan, it's like, um, that kind of brings me to my last question too, where when you talk about a student, you talk about children, that's all a representation of the future, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, where do you, what do you have planned for the future on your Bitcoin journey moving forward, being, being through a couple bear markets, a couple all-time highs, mm -hmm. seeing the difference, seeing where the value lies, like what, what's, what's your plans for the future? 
Oh, we just got to rebuild the business in a way that really, like, can go consistently. Like, um, that's one thing. You got to build something that's going to be consistent, predictable, even when Bitcoin is... Bitcoin is predictable. I remember a man told me this a long time ago. Volatility is predictable. It's predictable. This will happen again. The price will go lower. You feel me? But it's almost like if you if the price is going here and your skills are going here, you won't get more Bitcoin. But if the price is going here and your skills are going here, there will come a point in time where those skills will start overpowering that price for you to get more Bitcoin. You can run out here and try to do all this get rich quick gimmick shit if you want to. You're going to run into the same problem over and over. Even if a billionaire tells it to you, you're going to run into the same problem. Well, I'm back down to zero. You've been going back down to zero your entire life with money. That will not change here in Bitcoin if you don't go change that skill. If you don't go learn something about money, you don't go learn your money habits, your money mirrors. If you don't go rewrite the script that was written for you by your, your generations of ancestors, you can kiss that shit goodbye. You won't have any. Like all this Bitcoin talk is cool amongst the community. But even amongst the community, like, bro, I think I've gone to like eight conferences from 2021 up until now. I see the same damn people. It's the same people at the conference. Like, we not getting nobody new here. You you the person that be bringing people in. You brought me in. I, I, I found that like you, you kind of, you have a good knack for, for talent. Like you can see people in the space that, you know what I'm saying? You might bring them in and say, Hey, like, what's your skill? What do you do? Like, what is your, what is your wheelhouse? That person might have one or might, might not have one. But for instance, like when you brought me in as a writer, we've worked on multiple projects. We worked on stuff for Bitcoin magazine. Like since I came into the space, I've been grinding and hustling and doing like seven, eight different things. So I think that we need more people like that in the space. And we just need more people to bring other people in because a lot of people get comfortable. They get in the Bitcoin space. They think they're fancy. They think they know everything. And then it's like, who else you pulling in? So it's like, that's why I like BBB. That's why I like a lot of the stuff that you're doing because people need to hear the hard truth sometimes about Bitcoin. And that truth is the reality of like, when you get outside of looking at the wallet, looking at how much the price is, you got folks in prison. You got folks living on the streets trying to find a way to survive. And I can hear the passion in your voice when you talk about these things. And that's important. Or, and vegan, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, give people your, your, your last set of shout outs, how people can find you. And, uh, you know, how you can continue to build with people that want to get consulting, want to get Bitcoin information. Give give the give the world that information, please. Uh, okay. Blog. Check out the blog. That'll be in the notes. Uh, BitcoinVegan.com. You can check out everything I do there. Um, we're gearing up. We were, we're in our mastermind now. But if you're interested in some type of educational material, possibly a mastermind, uh, you can hit me up at Justin at BitcoinVegan.com. We're going to start having these uh, more structured in a way and yeah so bitcoinvegan.com if you want to know more you can send me the word mastermind check out the blog social media you can follow me on follow me on linkedin yeah follow me on linkedin at justin reggie we're gonna be going to linkedin and i still ain't even on there much but follow me on linkedin i think everybody else knows all the other social medias but email my website linkedin email justin at bitcoinvegan.com website bitcoinvegan.com then we got from bars to bitcoin.com and then linkedin justin reggie that's it y'all can 
Y'all can still follow me on Twitter. IG is about to be over with. I'm about to probably just retire from IG, but we got it. You got it. And the reason for that is you have a lot of fake pages and we're moving toward like people want to talk about decentralization and control. Then you want more Then you got to go to the platforms you can control, you know, and where you have more control than others. So Justin at BitcoinVegan.com, website BitcoinVegan.com, or on LinkedIn is Justin Reggie. Thank you, Vegan, for that insight. Appreciate you coming on the Bitcoin Source, and um, I hope everybody checks out this episode to really learn more about you and what you're doing in your Bitcoin journey. Thank you. Peace, bro. Thank you.